okay if you leveling up solo. If you up, smash that like button. Welcome to Black and Black's Infinity. I'm your interim host, the oldest engine in the world, and on my left and my right, promise. I hope everybody that quotes Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. picked up a book about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. because it's pretty important. Don't be out there quoting him and you don't know he's anti-capitalist. <laughs> so... Mm, I, I don't know about anti-capitalist. I think he was more about power to the common people. He was definitely anti-capitalist. Mm. He just didn't want to say I mean, he didn't want to say as a Marxist because he didn't want to get you know killed earlier. I guess, but I'm mean, about to say he got killed regardless. Yeah, I mean, him skin color made him a target regardless. I mean, you being on TV and talking about peace and end fucking. Jim Crow, that's going to get you shot. It is. Back then. But also, I mean, the Red Scare was legit, too. I mean, yes, the Red Scare. Or uh, Red Scare and um, what's his name? Shit, I just watched I watched Oppenheimer. Uh, what was the dude? He was part of uh, the Department of Defense at the time. Um, shit. It was the Red Scare, but it's also the... Uh, there's a guy in the DOJ... He was like the leader of this like witch hunt. Mm. Shit, I can't think. Of. He had the name went with his like. Damn it! No, if Papa Bear's in the chat, he'll he'll probably let us know. <laughs> yeah, it's like a pretty. It's pretty. It's a pretty well known thing. It's mentioned in Oppenheimer. It's basically when like, if you were suspected of like being a commie, or I'm sorry, a communist, you were like interrogated, like until they felt like. They were satisfied enough that you were not selling uh, trade secrets or whatnot. <laughs> Shit, what the fuck? Oh, McCarthyism. There you go. Uh, it was General McCarthy. Well, this is quite yeah. strange. We're, we're live, but for some reason I don't see... Oh, there we go. Right, Zor, Zor's in? Yeah. There we go. Zor's in the chat. What's going on, fam? I'll hopefully be able to see him in a couple of weeks during SF Beer Week. Oh. Hang out a little bit. That's oh, right. That is in a couple of weeks. Hopefully I'll see all you guys. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm already bigging up people. People are like, "Oh, dude, I'm gonna try to come like one day." Just so one day, it's all it takes. Yeah, it's just like I mean, for me, it'll probably I'll probably be up three days right. at, at at minimum. Actually, no, minimum will be two days. Maximum got, three days. You got some days off. Yeah, I got some days off, but it's it's earlier in the week. The weekend might be. I'll probably do like I did before, like when it's the weekend, I'll just go early and then just leave before like. Like around traffic time, kind of. Yeah, that's fine. So I can make it work. I mean, I'll just you know, I so, bart, I bart in the Uber, uh, Uber Black around. So yeah, so on my days off, on my days off, I bart in, in an Uber with you, and then on my days that I have to work, I would drive and then drive back. Yeah, because I definitely, well, I wouldn't drive to San Francisco. I mean, I would. Have, I got to do what I got to do. I mean, I I wouldn't. I don't like driving in the city. I mean, parking is forty dollars. Just take Bart. In some places it's sixty dollars. Just take Bart me over me and just Uber. No, because because like, where I work is on the peninsula, so oh, okay. it's easier to. Yeah, it's easier to, instead of taking Bart to the East Bay and then drive across the bridge. I'm already up there. Just come down the peninsula. And then, yeah. So that's what that's what I would do. And probably what I would do is park somewhere like where we could Uber around and then Uber back to my car. And then drive down. Well, I guess if you're not, if it's not at night, probably less. No, it would not be at night. But still, I leave before nightfall. Yeah, still, it's it gets it's pretty bad there now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, 
Uh, we got some statistics usually. That we do. First, first in the chat, we already said it. Zor and Warrior Fella is also in the chat. Welcome both of you. And listen of the week, surprise, surprise, once again, Zor. So, really? Yeah. No, no, that's not a surprise because sometimes we get some randos in there. That is true. Uh, we'll get people from like across the pond, like roll up in this bad boy. Yeah, we got a lot of actual plays in Paris this, this, uh, oh, oh Paris. <laughs> yeah, which is like quite odd, but you know, not really. No, it's awesome. I mean, yeah. Remember, we freaked out when we saw that we were getting like views in Brazil. Like, what the fuck? We used to, yeah, we used to get a lot, especially, we're out. especially on YouTube. We're huge uh, in Brazil, but not so much on a. Yeah. It's very strange, oh. but it is what it is. Um, so, no RRPs this week. Uh, as you lives. may notice. Yeah. This week. <laughs> uh, as you may or may not have noticed, uh, Blue is still on the run. Uh, Jason Bourne style. Uh, Prodigy is trying to swim, I guess, because his house blew up or something. Uh, and uh, Stitch is on a gargoyle in San Francisco, most likely, kind of, or or he's trying to fly a helicopter, something like that. We we're talking about that briefly, so I'm not quite sure, but yeah, he's he's doing some crazy fucking bat family stuff, even though Blue may or may not be jealous. Heard there was some explosion yeah. in in uh, Fremont. Yeah, but my house, I guess. Yeah. Not but or close to me, so that was weird to that was weird to read because it popped up on my phone like, hey, you know, police responded to this in this block. I'm like, wait, I kind of know where that is, and uh, there's an explosion. I'm all explosion. What the fuck? Yeah, apparently some people don't know how to mix their chemicals correctly and blew up out. <laughs> you can't be on meth while making meth. I mean, I'm just saying it's a that's a bad yeah, that's a bad combo. You gotta be like, I mean, all these people that love Breaking Bad, they should know by now. You, you gotta treat it like, I mean, you're working with chemicals. Get your chemistry right. Stay in school, kids. <laughs> Stay in school and become a meth doctor. There's, an, there's no meth school? No, I mean, you can, I mean, I guess on the dark web, there's probably some uh, yeah. uh, tutorials. I remember, uh, was it A&E or Bravo? They did like those little undercover things where they followed some dude out in Kentucky or Oklahoma. He made meth. He was making meth and he was using like um, lithium batteries and shit. I was like, what the fuck? So they showed you most of the stuff, but the key ingredients they would cut out so that way he didn't completely show you. So there's like three segments they cut out of it where you, it didn't completely show you how to make meth, but it showed you the basics. So, I mean, if you can find out those key. Elements, which uh, probably isn't too hard with the internet. It's all bad. So, you know. I've heard ways to make it. I'm not saying I know how to make it. <laughs> no, I've, heard, I've actually watched this. I watched the, the special, so I was like, because uh, they were like, oh, this key part is a key element. We're going to cut this out. You know, and the guy who was making it, he um, <clears throat> he covered his face and shit. But like, there was, he had like a mini, like, like a mini pop. So I guess like they're saying, like if you left some of these chemicals out, it would cause a fucking explosion, yeah. a chain reaction that would light the whole fucking house. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Dude, people are wild just to get high. This were like a, I don't know. I don't even know how long the high lasts because I don't do drugs. I mean, when your reality sucks, drugs is a good way I out. I guess. So. I mean, even if your reality is good, some people still do drugs. I mean, That's look true. at the 80s. Everybody was doing coke back then. So. I mean, they're enhancing the reality. Maybe. Speaking of drugs, 
Um, y'all know I'm still doing, uh, I'm doing dry January, but, um, I actually went back to keto too, but I actually found like this hard ketone drink. So it's not alcoholic, it's but it has ginger, a ginger mule. Yeah. The, it's ginger what, mule. What? It's actually it said real buzz. No, what, what's the bottom say? Real buzz. No, no booze. What the fuck? So you that's, do, is that, that's like drinking, that's like drinking liquor zero. Yeah. <laughs> but actually it's, uh, it's pretty good and it's not, uh, there's no alcohol in it. It actually tastes pretty convincingly like alcohol. Um, and hold on, let me see if I can flip my thing around. Was it horizontally? Right, that's the flip. Boop. Nope, I not that no way. Idea. That way. Hopefully, it switches around. Um, no, for me, it does not. But no, it didn't switch at all. For people, not for me, but for other people. For the people in the chat, it might. I have no idea. Didn't switch at all. It's all good. Um, yeah. yeah, you actually do get a bit of a buzz from drinking these. So, yeah, it's not like yeah, an alcohol it's, buzz. It's kind of weird, but yeah. Nice. It's kind of weird. What the fuck? So it's got so it's got absinthe in it. Is that mm. what you're saying? <laughs> There's no alcohol in it. None. Zero. So so there's no alcohol, but it's got uh, some kind of hallucin- hallucinogenic. There's it, mushrooms in it. They call it ketohol. It's ha- I know it has like um, there's stuff in it to like help you with ketosis, like ketones. I don't know how they make it hard. I gotta look it up, but you, I definitely do get a buzz after drinking two, maybe three of them. So, and these are like our harder ones. So yeah, that's so what this is. This is some fucking synthahol Star Trek. Oh yeah, what the fuck. Uh, dang. But apparently, synthahol tastes like alcohol, but you don't get the effects. And then I guess, depending if you turn off the safeties or some bullshit, you can synthesize one with real alcohol, but not, but no hangover. Hmm. Yeah, this one doesn't have any hangovers whatsoever. Like when I wake up in the morning, I'm actually more focused. It's super weird. So that's yeah. even that's strange. Very strange. Um. I'm trying to catch up with people in the chat here. Got some some, some talkers tonight. Well, I mean, even though there's only two people so far. Um, <clears throat> Warrior Fellows talking about some movie I've never even heard about. American Fiction? What is this? This came out last year. Never heard of it. I, I, don't, I, I don't know what this is. Never even heard of it. Um, American Fiction. Also, I saw like a crazy uh, trailer today. So it's by the guys that made um, Ready or Not. Scream five and six, mm-hmm. they have like another horror kind of movie. So, incidentally, it stars one of the girls from Scream five and six, and also has Giancarlo Esposito in it. He's like the first person you meet in mm-hmm. it. So it starts out like a like Clue kind of, where like all these people are, I guess they're thieves, but I'm not hundred percent. But they're they're in like kidnapped or something and invited to this house. And they, if they survive the house for 24 hours, they get to make like a shitload of money. So they're like, well, what do we got to do? And so he shows them this room. And this room has this little girl chained to a bed. And they're like, what the fuck? What's happening? So like they're all talking to the girl. And then like the girl fucking changes into a fucking vampire. And it fucking breaks her chains and runs them up. And so they have to like survive the night. So they're trying to figure out how to kill her. It's it's it, it looks like a a horror comedy, but not really much of a comedy. It looks kind of like Ready or Not. I don't know if anyone's ever seen that, but I I saw it. It looks like Ready or Not, or not but with um, a vampire instead of like murders like family members or like a cursed family member. Ready or Not was okay. I mean, a lot of people praised it. I thought it was just you know interesting, but not like the greatest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. But this looks interesting. I mean, I like vampires. The thing is weird because the the little girl's probably like thousands of years old or some shit. 
<laughs> they're trying to kill her. Who knows? But the trailer, the trailer was pretty interesting. I, I would say, I have to say, my interest is peaked. So. Well, I looked up uh, American Fiction. It's actually in the movie theaters, so I didn't know that. Mm. Um, it didn't make very much, unfortunately. But um, it's star-studded and has really high reviews. It's 93% of Rotten Tomatoes. It's got Jeffrey Wright, Sterling K. Brown, Eric Alexander, Issa Rae, Tracy Ellis Ross. So, oh, wow. Yeah, it's got a really good Oh, cast. maybe I have seen the trailer. Yeah, it's got like a pretty good cast. Never heard of it. Keith David's in it too? Damn. All right. Damn. Oh, wait, I just saw the trailer. Okay, now I know what this is. Uh, I didn't know it already came out. Yeah. Uh, I might wait for streaming. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll wait for streaming. It might, it might be on yeah. streaming, because it's on Amazon MGM. So. Oh, maybe it's streaming. Yeah, maybe it's one of those simultaneous streaming in, in the theaters at the same time. Yeah, it's always strange to me. But well, it is what it is. I can't get to Amazon. No, you're still... Oh, I'm about to say maybe Amazon got hacked. Anyway. My internet's just super slow. It's like being weird. Oh, all good. Um, all right. So, yeah, it's on here. It's a Prime video, but it's currently unavailable. Hmm. That's weird. Is something you can rant or something on Prime? No, it just says it's not available to watch in my location, which is weird because I'm in America and this is an American movie. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Very weird. So the only in theaters. The December, world is full of strange. Only in theaters December fifteenth. So maybe that's why it's only been a month out. So, okay. Uh, oh, hold yeah, on a it's been literally a month. Hold on. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think Abigail might pull up to crunch the spot. We shall see. We'll see. Maybe there's a little girl. So if you see a little girl in a red dress, little white girl, red dress, she's a vampire, and. What I don't see any blood in the wall. I don't hear any scuffling. So no, yeah, no scuffling. So you never know. He, I mean, vampires could pull up, and then you have to invite them in. So who knows? So wait, if you invite a vampire in, do you have to invite them into every room, or is the house fully accessible once they're through the front door? Sorry. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Do you hear the question? No. Do you manage to hear the question? No. So the question was, if you invite the vampire in your house, does it have full access to the house, or do you have to invite them into each room? That was your own, your own whole house, isn't it? I don't know. Usually it's the whole house, but what if like one of the doors is closed, and then you enter the room, and then like you have to invite them into the room, or do that full access? I so mean, far, I, I don't... I don't have full access. But. I would think if they got just through your front door, you, I mean, you're pretty fucked, right? So, oh yeah. Either way, I would think so. But yeah, I'm saying the whole house. Okay, sure. Okay. Uh, so you're saying you had a question? <clears throat> What's your question? I do. This is going to be maybe deep. But I think oh, about really go. weird stuff all the time. Mm. Um, so I had this idea about like the last person. Right. Um, and what it means. Like, I think about this stuff kind of all the time, like existential dread kind of shit. So think about like, who's going to be like the last person in like your friends group or your family group to like be alive. And like, Oh, I thought like? you meant the last person on earth. No, we'll, we'll get to there. But like, this is like, uh, this, this is like the first, the first layer of like 
what it's like to be like the last person in your group alive. Like, would you want to be like the first person? Like, would you want to be like in the middle out or be like the last person out? Oh, since, well, okay. You say family or friends or both? Both, both. So I would definitely, well, what I would want is definitely be the last person, but I know that's not going to happen. I'm probably going to be up there. I'm probably like around the corner from check it out. <laughs> what would it be like? The, like, think about that, though. If you were the last person, like, what would that be like? It would be pretty fucking lonely, right? No, I, I mean, I wouldn't say that because, one, I have a fairly large family. Mm-hmm. And with all of our aunts and uncles passing on, currently we've been relying on each other more often. So, and we have, and they most of my cousins have kids, mm-hmm. and some of their kids are in their like twenties now. So, mm-hmm. like the legacy line is still still going on. <clears throat> so, I mean, even though we don't speak as often, we've been speaking more due to us l- losing our parents, mm-hmm. and so like. Once I was gone, I mean, my niece would be around, obviously. So, I mean, she's not even in high school yet. So, but like, how much would you see him, like, later on in life? You know what I mean? Like, when you get, I think when you start getting, like, super old, like, you're, uh, the people you interact with, like, really narrows down, right? And it usually ends up being just, like, your, your significant other, like, in the end. Or mm-hmm. may, maybe your kids, if you're lucky. No, for me, it'll be, be like, some nursing home chick. Or something, <laughs> but that's not or, even like your friends and family. See what I'm saying? No, because they they won't. They probably won't either won't have the means or just would busy with their own thing to come. I mean, I'm pretty sure there'll be like someone that comes and visit. Most likely, my my niece and my sister would probably see me once a month or something. But and that's only if I'm super like incapacitated, like I'm on like one foot in, you know, as they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. You never know. I mean, my dad was kind of up and about, even though he was in a wheelchair. He could have fixed, he could have surgery to get himself walking. Like, he could stand. He just said the walking was hurting. Mm. And he didn't want to get the surgery to get that fixed. So, and he saw he had roommates, and there was people that his sisters checked on him for like uh, every two weeks. So, you never know. I mean, it. I think it really depends on your quality of friends. And how many friends you really have in your inner circle and how big your family is. I mean, for me, I know that, like, I would probably have cousins that would come check in, like, once a month. And then my sister and niece probably maybe twice a week. Or even at that stage, I might have moved in with them. Like, I could be in hospice with them. Who knows? Okay. I don't know. Now, think about this. Think about the last person that ever saw you alive. Like, how do you think, like... Everybody's listening to this. Like, think about the last person that ever saw you alive, and then like, how much of an impact could you possibly make on this person, not knowing who it, not knowing who it's going to be? Yeah, I mean, you never know, dude. The last person you could see in your life could be the person at the register at a retail store or like a food place, and then on your way home, you're smashed to like a pancake. And that was the last person that saw you. You know, even though you were, you could have been. Uh, nice to them. They could have fucked up your order. They could have been rude. You could have been returning something. Who knows? You never know. It could have been the mailman. You're getting your mail. mail you the mailman say hi, and all of a sudden your house falls on on you because there's an earthquake or something. You can't. The the permutations of what happens could be anything. I mean, for you, it could be your other. 
you could be saying bye. You're going out to the store, and all of a sudden, some semi comes and squishes you. Or um, <clears throat> it could be, you know, your jujitsu squad. You're doing your jujitsu, yeah, and you come out, and then parademons come out and fucking spear you. You know, you never, like, we never know never what the know. fuck. And you, you can go out any number of one of those 1,000 ways to die. Could be anything. Well, I yeah. guess I guess sort of in parallel with like the last person to see your live. I'm thinking about like, um, so not even just like the the literal last person, but like the last people. So say like in our friends group and our family group, there's only so many people in our current group of friends that that have ever interacted with us like in with like a significant amount of frequency, right? And so after mm. you pass, like how much have you made an impact on their lives after you pass? Even though they might not see you like right before you die, but you still interact with them a lot. And eventually you're going to die if you're not the last person, you know what I mean? Um, mm. And like how much of an impact can you leave with them like before you're done? I just, I, uh, so if you are a parent, your impact on your children is going to be big, obviously. You're, you're the biggest person they know. You're the most, you're their, for the most part, you're their hero, their provider, their teacher, their protector. Um, so th- you going away out of their life is like a huge, especially if they're young. Um, that's a huge like um, part of your life that's going to be gone, because like you are you are developing a young person for them to prepare for the adult life, and if you're gone. They're not going to know what to do, and that whole impact they're going to, just going to be filled with a huge void. Well, Versus yeah. if you're an adult with no kids or, or no offspring, if you're just an adult and you just have like a bunch of cats or a dog or some shit, the people you interact with the most, you're obviously going to have the biggest effect. With. I think and that's the why people that. That's, huh? why, that's why a lot of folks have kids, you know, like kind of pass things down and like really um, influence someone. Um, in some meaningful sort of way, hopefully meaningful sort of way. I don't know. I think Nick Cannon doesn't approach it that way. But I don't know. I mean, he, he sees his kids more than Elon Musk does. I'm just saying. Uh, well, <laughs> so I will say he Nick Cannon has a lot of younger kids. Just, I think his oldest kid's like is in his 20s. Do you know his many, youngest kid's like fucking a year. Do you know how many kids Elon Musk has? Yes, uh, Elon Musk has eight, I think seven or eight surviving kids. He had nine, but it's few of them passed. He has. I know 11. his oldest kids; they hate him. He has eleven children. Yeah, but okay, so he has. He had eleven. How many of them survived? Because I know a couple have passed. Uh, it just says it's eleven. This is. Yeah, I know. I know he had like a. He had a child that died within, within their first year. Um, I think he had another one die of some other means, and then he's got like some grown kids, and he has like a. Uh, currently, I think his youngest is four. No, I mean, this, this, it says it says eleven. This is in two, okay. two, twenty as, as of twenty twenty two. He has eleven kids yeah. with three with three different women, and one of which is like the one of the heads of SpaceX. Which is like, how is that even legal? But you know, whatever. Well, she was a probably appointed SpaceX after it was again. You know, why is that uh, even? Le- how is that even legal? When you, it's not illegal to have kids with somebody, especially it's, if it's, a, it's illegal to to have sex with somebody that's directly. And you're like, that's below you. It's like super corporate 101. Like, yeah, okay, so illegal, I think illegal versus company policy, maybe do something. I mean, usually, usually when people are having sex on company grounds, you get fired. If you're, having, if you're like 
you know. Well, no, I mean, you can do that, but you can't, like, so a boss, you can't be the boss of somebody that you're in, that you have a sexual relationship with. Like, so, yes, that definitely frowned upon. But usually what they do is that the person that has the lower position usually ends up getting reassigned to a different team or some other shit. Yeah, but he's the top, usually don't get, he's the top guy, though. Yeah, <laughs> so, well, he like, is the top guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, wait, is he pre- he's CEO or president? I of, think he think he's the CEO. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kind of weird. Yeah, it is. Well, weird. is 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 she still at SpaceX? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. She may not be at SpaceX. She probably at like Dell or something. But yeah. Anyway, just a PSA. He's got eleven kids, and people talk a lot of trash about Nick Cannon and his uh, and his kids. I think he has twelve. Um, and you know, is he taking care of his kids? But nobody brings it up about this guy. So and he's got yeah. more money. He does, and I know that his two oldest kids, they can't stand him. So, yeah. All right. Um, uh, here, here goes another the last the last person thing. Um, think about like the the last person in your family. Like, who's gonna be like the last one? Well, you you can never like really say that, right? But it's like at some point, yeah, I can't. Like your family line is just gonna be done, and that's a bummer. Mm. Yeah, I guess so. But the way my cousins be having kids, I don't <laughs> see that in the foreseeable kid. Yeah, because like. Like my uncle that had the most kids, his kids have kids. So I'm like, and minimum, they have minimum two per per his kids. So each of his kids have minimum two grandkids, minimum. Some of them have four kids. Some of them, yeah, so I, I don't see that like dwindling any part. And then uh, that's just my youngest uncle, not, not including my um, aunts that have like two, three kids, and they have kids, so it's like the tree just keeps getting, you know, bigger and bigger. I guess. Well, it so. could be. I mean, it could be um, just like a single event. Like something I just thought about is actually like so in Palestine. I don't know if anybody knew this, but mm-hmm. there's been like, I, there's been hundreds of families that have been like completely wiped out. Like the entire family line have been mm-hmm. completely wiped out, and it's kind of kind of crazy. Um, like the whole family tree in like one event, and that's that's fucked up. So I would hope that would that would never happen to like anybody, but that could happen. Or like your whole family tree is just gone. Yeah, that, I mean it could, but the thing about me and my family, we're spread out mostly throughout California. Mm-hmm. So unless one one city, if one particular city gets like eradicated, we would still have um, the rest of us in the Bay. Sacramento and like out east towards like Oklahoma and all that shit. So it would take a huge blow, but I mean, based on the family reunions, there's like, like we're across the fucking country. And that's a lot yeah. of us. So. But now we get to the to the real complicated question: Is what about the very last human? Oh, the the last nigga on Earth, according <laughs> to uh, uh, Paul Mooney. <laughs> Uh, that could be anybody, you know. Yeah. That could be, dude. It could be a kid. So, like, if a kid, if a child survives because his parents protected him, and everybody else gets wiped out by like alien invasion, radioactive fucking sickness, or whatever, whatever, in fucking clickers, something. Or, like, if it's a kid, or you know, I guess ideally it'd just be evolution, right? There could be like the very last human, and then there's just like something after human, like the post-human world. Like who would be like the last human? That'd be, that'd be weird. I mean, the last Homo sapien 
would like probably die because of the environment. The environment would end up probably killing them, especially depending on what age that that human was. Let's say if they're young, they probably wouldn't survive too long. Well, but if they evolve, very if humans evolve, though, I mean, I guess there would be a last human, but then there would still be something going on, like you know. I mean, if there's if there's a last human, they probably have like powers and shit. Like they can probably <laughs> levitate or some bullshit. Hopefully, if yeah. we evolve, they probably have a sixth sense. By then, they would probably like be Doctor Manhattan or some shit. They probably just teleport to another galaxy or some shit. Who fucking knows? Um, so uh, I don't know if you watch. Uh, I think it's on Disney Plus, but they talk about um, the Earth after humans and what the world would be like. Yeah, and like way it's, different. Yeah, it talks about how like you know <clears throat> our effect on the planet and uh, us being gone, <clears throat> like what the planet would be like. Like there'd be way more vegetation, and with more vegetation, you get biz- bigger insects. Um, apparently, the mammals would get smaller. There would probably be less mammals, be more. Um, um, I don't know what the animal kingdom term is. Basically, more sea life. Obviously, uh, there would be more, probably more birds. Even though, even though people don't believe birds exist for some fucking reason. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that. <laughs> Like that I've, I've held sense. a bird. Like how how do they not exist? Uh, I've held the oh yeah I've held the raptor. Those things are bigger than what I thought. So yeah, gotta be careful of that motherfucker. <laughs> um, what was it? They showed like the last. So in the show, the last mammal was like a it was like a weird like um, wombat type thing, and like being hunted by birds and big ass insects. So. Who knows? Uh, unless the world, unless the Earth becomes super barren, I mean, if we got hit by another an asteroid the size of Texas, everything would be wiped out, and then uh, the Earth would reset again. It would take like probably millennia, but life would probably come back. Well, I mean, and eventually, you know, the the sun's gonna expand and burn out the Earth, and then oh, well, that's different. Yeah. So when the sun expands, it will over time it will envelop the Earth. Yeah. It'll eat Mars, Venus, and then us. But by the time the sun gets close to Venus, we'll, it'd be too hot to be here. We'd be dead. So. Yep. So there's always that to look forward to. But don't worry. We'll, we'll yeah. be long dead by then. We've been long gone before. Yeah. In fact, we might end up killing ourselves before any of that shit fucking happens. Like, all it takes is some dude with an ego to fucking set off a fucking uh, a thermonuclear device and then someone else to retaliate. And then all of a sudden, we wipe ourselves out. Like the world become uninhabitable for us, and we end up slowly dying in the course of like I don't know twenty years. Have you ever listened to uh, to Radio Lab at all? No, it's a fascinating uh, podcast series, and like they have like a lot of really random stuff. And they had this really crazy story about um, how humans are terrible breathers um, mm. because obviously you know we breathe and um, eat through the same hole. So people like die of choking like every year, like a, a, a lot of people die from choking and they're yeah. trying to get to like the root of why we are like that. And it's basically because we evolved from fish. And so fish have gills and they don't have, they just have gills and then a digestive tract. And so when fish went on land, the, their bodies uh, evolved from, to learn to evolve from a di- digestive tract. That's why the lungs are so close to like everything. And like kind of goes off of your esophagus is because it's just, building upon a pre-existing structure. And so apparently this is going to be super weird, but apparently you can breathe liquid oxygen from your asshole. 
because oh, we were I've heard of fish. That. Yeah, I was like, what? I've, <laughs> yeah. I've heard I've heard of that one from um it was one of those weird um one of those weird like f- uh, factoid TikTok things that uh Blue be watching them. They're all talking about that shit. Also, like <clears throat> I don't know if you uh, you've seen the movie The Abyss. Yeah. Apparently you can if with the right like mixture of in the liquid, we can breathe underwater. Even though it wouldn't be water, it'd be like some kind of solution. It's like yeah, it's like liquid oxygen. Breathe. Yeah. Yeah, where you're able to breathe, like your body wouldn't ingest the oxygen, but you wouldn't drown because you would be your lungs would filter out whatever it would filter out the oxygen and expel whatever liquid was left, which could be not a whole lot apparently. So you wouldn't so, drown. That'd be so hard to breathe, like. Any kind of liquid, like because it's not made for liquid, your lungs, right? So it'd be like really not for sure. So when your lungs do fill with liquid, you can still breathe, but you hear like you can hear it. You can hear it in your lungs. So well, I would think very weird. Afterwards, you're pretty pretty highly susceptible to like pneumonia, right? Because you have liquid on your lungs, like yeah. Well, that is pneumonia. Liquid in your in your lungs. Yeah. So yeah. But like getting it out, it's just weird. Well, there's no way to like. You can cough, but like, how could you expel all that? Liquid out of your, I don't know, I'll be weird. Uh, you take mucinex or fucking, that's how you get that shit out. Yeah, it takes a lot, it takes a lot of time. You'll be coughing up phlegm over time. So, if you can get it to basically thicken up, you'll be able to cough it up and just expel it from your body. But your body will try to filter out part of it, uh, or your lung capillaries. But the thing is, by the time if you're doing it rapidly, you're just gonna be exhausted by the end, yeah. you'll be so tired. You'd be like, fuck. And you would have to take, you'd have to sleep so that way you can take in, your body would shut down and just the, basically you go into standby mode <laughs> to where you're replenishing um, enough oxygen in your bloodstream to survive. Yeah. Here's a fun fact. If actually. it gets, go ahead. Yeah. If it gets too severe, you end up going into a stroke or heart attack. But <laughs> Fun fact I've seen the inside of my partner's lungs live. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 That on the podcast. That That's, was super uh, weird. That was a couple yeah. years ago. No, it was last year. It was very weird. Last was year. it last year? Mm-hmm. It's really been that short of a time, man. Lots happened. Yeah, twenty twenty three was some fucking shit. Yeah, it was a ter- <laughs> terrible, terrible year. Yeah, that's shit. God dang. Uh, but yeah, our bodies are very because of of natural engineering. We're able to do a lot of crazy shit. Like you ever watch those uh, fail army videos? Yeah. Where people just yeah, so many people fucking break themselves or hit themselves into the pavement or to like hard services and still manage to walk away. It's, I'm always amazed by that. It's adrenaline, man. Adrenaline does a, a lot of. Th- actually, it happened to me like last week. Last week I was uh, I was doing jujitsu, and uh, I I got home and all of a sudden like my balls like fucking hurt like really bad, just like one. The fuck? And I was like, what the fuck? Like I think I like my balls got crushed while I was rolling with somebody. And it was like somebody kicked me in the nuts as hard as they could, but I, I didn't feel the effects until like later. I, dude, I could—it was like hard for me to walk. I thought I was going to throw up for like three hours. Like it was oh, terrible. Yeah, that's, that's definitely someone kicking you in the nuts. That's yeah. just like uh, the uh, the Beavis and Butthead episode where they—they're kicking the fucking the gym coach in the nuts. Yeah, oh. you just—I <laughs> for, I forgot that feeling, man. It's just like it was terrible. But usually that feeling goes away like within a few minutes. I mean, I got punched in the nuts actually a couple of weeks ago. Well, it was like delayed. Yeah, it was, like I didn't feel because it happened. At jiu- I know it happened in jujitsu, but I didn't feel it until like probably thirty minutes afterwards, and then it was like three hours of like 
super discomfort. I'm gonna throw up. My balls might be in my fucking stomach right now. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, if you get when I get kicked hard enough or punched hard enough, I feel like I'm gonna puke. Yeah. And then I wish I had a puke because the feeling afterwards is worse. It's yeah. like it's terrible. That's that's another terrible. Ter- another terrible design. <laughs> Testicles yeah, on the well, outside. The ba- <laughs> Testicles have to be on the outside. They don't, I mean, not really. <laughs> yes, they do. They have to be. They need to be to make. It's, it's for. Thr- I, they have to be at a certain temperature, which I know is not for. at the body level. Yeah, yeah but it so. should be at the body level. Like, there's no evolutionary wise. They don't need to be. I mean, they start internal. Yeah, at first, so. but then when when you when you as you become more grown i guess even when you're a child they're away from the body because in order for them to produce what they need to do they need to be at a lower temperature than the rest of the okay, body okay so let me ask you this so it has to be at the different a lower temperature than the body right hmm. but when you bust a nut where does it go when you it goes outward into somebody else's into body. another warm body and the body temperature is the normal body temperature oh so, so- so on and on, it's like, the production of them is at a certain body has to be at a certain body temperature, yeah, but the the actual product goes into a different body. And remember, it only has a shelf life of a couple of days. I think so, shelf life is twenty four to forty eight hours. It's a shitty depending design. on your depending on your diet uh, and weight and your overall health. That's just so, a shitty design. Uh, I don't know. Same thing with periods. I'm just saying. They're just a shitty design. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if you, could, if you could design a human, they definitely would not involve these features. Same so thing with having we, like peeing out of the thing you have sex with. That that should be a different place too. But you know, so for us, for us, that's the same thing. But remember, every mammal they have periods too. No, so. Not every mammal does, and it's like, uh, and, it, and it's definitely, and some of them it's like way shorter. It's not like yeah, they're way shorter, but some of them are way longer. I mean, elephants will have a period that will probably last way longer than humans. And then, uh, like dogs, dogs have really short periods. So, but oh, then they don't have them for a while. Mammals have, there we go, have periods. I mean, do you, oh, it's 98%. What is it? Yeah. All right. So there's a two, that's pretty high. I'm pretty sure the only two mammals that probably don't are like very small mammals. Like, like oh, no, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. This is backwards. Approximately ninety percent of all mammalian species do not menstruate. Oh, so there you go. That's a large number. <laughs> yeah, so we're the we're the two percent. So the, we're we're the upper echelon then. <laughs> yeah, it's ten primate species, ten bats, the elephant shrew, and a spiny mouse. So yeah, it's very it's not very common. Uh, well, and, and it says here, for example, rabbits, dogs, rabbits and dogs do not menstruate. It's weird because they go uh, in. They go into heat. I think that's what you're. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I've seen dogs with apparently menstrual blood say, say left all over the apartment. Yeah, here it is. It says dogs uh, have heat cycles, which can include vaginal discharge. This is getting super deep oh. in the weeds, but um, during this time, they're fertile and able to reproduce, so it's not considered. Um, it's not considered a, a menstrual cycle. Yeah. However, they do have. I guess menstrual blood. So, yeah. yes. So when they are in heat, they will bleed on your. They will bleed on your furniture. If you have a female dog, by the way, if you have a bitch at your house. That just went there. Our podcast is going yeah. all the place this time. Yes, we are. <clears throat> I didn't expect this to, tonight because we're. This is called shooting from the hip, people. <laughs> by the way, uh, well, so one thing we haven't talked about. I'm pretty sure 
project wants to talk about. I don't know if you've gotten there. Did you watch Rebel Moon? So, I started watching it, and it, Jesus Christ. Uh, this is, again, it's my same, it's very similar issues with uh, Zack Snyder. He's just not a good director, and he's not a good, I already know he's going to come out with the Snyder Cut, which I'm like, just come out with the Snyder Cut the first time, because the, the movie, what I've watched so far, it just, it doesn't, it's not very cohesive, um, and I feel like they're cutting out, cutting out a lot of stuff, um, and it just doesn't really make a lot of sense. Like, I, I just don't, some parts make sense, but other parts, like, they just don't. Like, I got to a part where they're just, like, randomly trying to get random people to do things that are kind of mm. badasses. But but every time they pick up one of these badasses, there's, like, zero backstory. Like, I don't, I don't know why this, this you know, Asian woman with these, you know, swords, these two swords is a badass. Yeah, why she's fighting some big arachnid thing saving a child. Like why is she doing that? Like what what order is she part of? Like what is she what is she doing? Why does this other guy have like some predilection towards you know crazy animals? I don't know. Like and then there was like a part where they have like the main bad guy who's like smoking this weird things out of like things ports in his body and then he's about to have sex with like some tentacle thing. But I'm like, what is going on there? They just cut to it and then cut out. I'm like, what is happening here? Like what is happening? <laughs> they don't explain any yeah. of it. The tentacle sex thing was very weird because uh or. or I think it was a tentacle sensual massage, but uh, yeah, that was very weird. Um, I would say you keep watching so that way more things become clear as you get closer to the middle because you're not near the middle, actually. You still have a little ways to go. You're pretty close to the middle. Um, I mean, I like Zack Snyder. Uh, I'm not like a huge like I, I'm definitely I wouldn't consider myself a Snyder bot or a Snyder cultist or what's the other terms they have that got out there. So I'm I'm critical. Like there's stuff that I like and there's stuff that I don't like that he makes, and I get it. Um, there's stuff like to me, I think his best work was uh, Watchmen. I still think that's his best work. Yeah, even after I, Watchmen I Moon. Yeah. Um, I, I can. The argument can be made about 300. I, I can give you, I so, can possibly say 300, but to me, Watchmen was the quintessential, like, Snyder for me. Actually, I'm uh, glad you brought up 300 because in this movie, he brought back the weird, like, slowdown thing when you don't really need mm-hmm. to. Like, it, it seemed very, like, ham fisted in there of, like, if we're going to have guns, like, why are you slowing down time? And, like, doing mm-hmm. normal, like, in 300, like, it was dope. Don't get me wrong. But, but one of the main reasons why is because it was, like, kind of a new thing. But like doing mm. that in a movie in like 2023 now 2024, um, no, like this is like it seems very weird, and it's like especially when you have movies that are high action, um, like say like a John Wick or you know any other like Equalizer or you know other ones that are like have to do with you know martial arts and gunplay or even fucking Equilibrium, um, like they don't slow down time, and it's like a way more. Um, cohesive thing where like you're seeing do all these badass things at like the same time, but you don't need you don't need time slowed down to do that. Like I don't I don't know why he's doing it. So I would say, um, um, well, I I guess uh, my comments of this on I feel like he uses it way too much, and I think he should level it down to maybe twice in the film, yeah. like. Do it in the pivotal scenes. Yeah. Like when someone when someone gets betrayed and they get kicked into a well or off a ledge or something like that. Perfect time. Perfect yeah. timing. Because then you, you don't really see it because like the pace of the film 
has been fluid and stuff, and there's gun katas and lightsabers and whatever, whatever, explosions and shit. And all of a sudden, you know, there's like this big reveal or like some someone you think was going to survive, they get like sacrificed. And like you do slow-mo there, it has more dramatic effect. But this one, every time there's an action sequence, it's almost always fucking slow-mo especially like I'm the like, first one why i was are we doing like this? the first one i was like why are you like this is like a normal like beating up like the low level bad guys like basically you're beating up like level one blobs and you're putting it all <laughs> in slow motion i'm just like why are you like what's the point like just kill them fast please <laughs> mm. yeah I, at first i was like okay because i've seen i've seen rebel moon twice actually because mm. i watched it at home and my mom wanted to watch it and she was like waiting for it because we watched it we watched it christmas time she likes watching sci-fi so i'm like all right cool I know it's a little weird, but there's a whole story behind that shit. Anyway, she wanted to watch Rebel Moon, so I put it on for her, and we watched. I ended up watching Rebel Moon the second time, which is fine. I was fine with it. I mean, I, I liked Rebel Moon, but I didn't love Rebel Moon. I was just like watching it. I'm like, I thought this is supposed to be rated R. It's supposed. To, I thought this is an R-rated one, and all of a sudden, they're like, oh, an R-rated version is coming out in fucking like August of yep. this year or some bullshit. Guess, I'm like, what? Yeah. What? Like, why Why did you release the R-rated version when it came out? Like, I, that's what I was waiting for. I was waiting for that shit. And that's the reason why and I can't stand that dude is because he, he double dips on basically every movie he does now. And it's just like, now, I, yeah. I don't want to participate in weird. that anymore. And it's just, it's super, super annoying. So I, I'm not sure if that was an executive level thing. Because I know what he does. I know that he'll, he will film something and, like, go balls out. Like, he'll do... The way he shoots, he wants to put everything he can into it, and then later on, bureaucracy hey. comes into it. So I get it, but I'm like, if you're gonna, if if you're Zack Snyder, and you want to make the film you want to make, you need to make sure they put out what you said to put out. Don't let them fucking water your shit down, and then be like, oh, I'm gonna re-release it, my quote unquote recut or the director's cut, Snyder cut. Now it's a proverbial Snyder cut. Like, dude, you already knew what this is going into. Just let them release your product. Like, why do you let them fuck with you like that? You already went through this with fucking Warner Brothers. Why are you doing this with fucking Netflix? Like, why? So, it's just very weird to me. Um, it's also weird there's a sequel in two months. So, part two is out in April. Hmm. So, there's a, at the end of the film, you'll see a trailer for the next film. So, uh, it happens, like, right at the beginning of the credits. So, you don't have to wait for them. Still, like I said... Uh, I like Zack Snyder, but I'm not a huge fan. I'm not a Snyder bot. I will be critical of him. Like, even though I really liked fucking, um, I have it over here. Fucking Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch makes no fucking like the ending. Yeah, it really which is totally it has no fucking sense. <laughs> but I fucking love that movie. Yeah, it's fun to watch. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's fun. That's why I like it. It's fun to watch. Like, I love, I love all the actresses, especially Jamie Chung. Like, um, they're doing badass shit. You see, fucking, you see steampunk fucking zombies. You never see that in any fucking film. So I appreciate what he did. I appreciate that shit. I've seen Sucker Punch, I don't know, 50, 11 times. I never get tired of it, but I recognize that the end of the film makes no fucking sense at all. Um, but I still I still enjoyed it. Like, Rebel Moon is, to me, kind of on that level, even though at the end, everything still kind of comes together, mostly. But you can tell, like, they set up the sequel that there's going to be resolution later on. But I'm like, okay, cool. Because you more stuff is filled in. Where you're at right now, I totally get where you're what you what you're thinking. Because I was thinking the same shit. The more you watch, the more like background is given to 
most some of the other characters, except for one, you haven't met yet. There's one character they talk about, but I was disappointed that when they were introduced, you don't really get a whole lot on why the enemy fears them. Like it's just said, but you don't see shit from them. So this is what pisses me off the most about Zack Snyder movies is because like the bones of like the idea of the movie are like really good, but then they like, like slap it together, like so haphazardly that it's just, it just doesn't, it's not cohesive, but the bones are there. It's really like the universe he made seems pretty cool. It's like a mix between like, you know, Warhammer 40,000 and Star mm. Wars and like all these other really cool, like a new like sci-fi movie seems really cool. But then they're like leaving out like these basic storytelling elements in like all of his movies. And every time a movie comes out, I bring up the same things over and over again. And it's like, oh, you just got to wait for the Snyder Cut. I'm like, no, I don't want I don't want to wait for the goddamn Snyder Cut. Like, <laughs> I, I don't want to wait for the Snyder Cut. Like you get my mo- you get my money once. I don't want to pay um, unless you unless your movie is fucking fantastic. Um, you only get my money once, you know. It, it, it's not like uh, you're not you know like my my favorite album. One of my favorite albums of all time is like uh, it's by Black Sheep, Wolf in Sheep's Clothing. I've bought that album like four fucking times. Like I'm not doing that for an app for a Zack Snyder film. Hmm. I mean, I I get your point. I I get it. I'm like that with certain other directors as well. But for Snyder, because it's on Netflix and I pay fucking my Netflix fees, um, I'm willing to. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to the sequel. Uh, or the part two, whatever, whatever. But uh, to me, Rebel Moon is not his best work at all. Uh, as like I said before, I feel like Watchmen because I saw Watchmen twice in the theater because I was like, this is really good. And I, the week that Watchmen came out, I had just finished the graphic novel, so I finished it days before I went to watch it. And I was like, this is actually pretty fucking faithful to the fucking book, except for yes, I know the squid thing. I get it. Uh, he got it too. He says his thing, but I'm pretty sure it was a hard sell. I think I'm going to say this, try to wrap it up really quickly. Um, for the average moviegoer, I don't think they would have understood the whole alien invasion thing. I think that was a hard sell. I think restructuring it and blaming Dr. Manhattan was a better um, average movie ticket holder, holder um, selling point. And I think him in the studio did what they did basically to spare the audience from like weird speculations it makes more literally story-wise it makes more sense literally it makes more sense to blame Dr. Hand because he was he was displaced like all he does is brood about humanity and how much humanity sucks and so blaming that shit on him made fucking sense so i get it even though i know it's not the original story um but it still works as a film and it actually pans out really well and the way that they did Rorschach compared to the comic in the book, Rorschach is fucking Batman. In the book, he's not like that. So, but still, it's still a great fucking film. If you don't think, if you think I'm lying to you, go back and rewatch it and come on here and tell me I'm wrong. Come in the chat, go to our Twitter page, be the BTI, B-T-H-A-N-B-T-I. Tell, tell them Old Ninja's wrong. But then also, it's cool how, like, how the Watchmen, the. Uh... The series they talked about, like the the squid thing. They kind of I like the way yeah. they wrap that up, like the crazy squid ending thing. It, it fucking rained squid. It, the, yeah. And some of the final shit was fake. <laughs> it was yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. I dare you to watch Zack Snyder's. Uh, if you haven't seen it, watch this movie. Most of our fucking hardcore listeners, like Warrior Fella and everybody else that's in the chat now, all of you have already seen it, probably more than once. Anyone else that's new to us, 
or relatively like in and out. Watch fucking Watchmen. Watchmen. Come back to the chat. Yeah, come back and let me know that. I still say that is by far. I know a lot of people probably say uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. No, Watchmen. Watchmen is his best work by far. And definitely first runner up is uh, 300. 300's an excellent fucking film, but not his best work. His best work is Watchmen, for sure. There we go. All right. All right, sorry. Mm-hmm. I was just talking, there's there's a guy uh, from my old jujitsu gym that was in the chat. Yeah, I see. I yeah. see this jujitsu stuff going all in the chat. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're getting some shout outs in here. Why not? I'll probably be a little hungover when I see him though. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, you're gonna be here for a week. Drunk, literally drunk for a week. Yeah. <laughs> so it's gonna be great. Oh, I love the food pairing. So it's gonna be fucking fun. I can't wait. Oh, I gotta change my ticket to like the expensive one. Probably do that tomorrow. What the fuck? Tonight. Yeah, because I want to get in because you can get the gala. Yeah, the gala is like there's a three hundred dollar ticket where you can basically it starts at four instead of six. So I have the six dollar ticket or six p.m. ticket, and then the normal tickets are like at eight. But I really want to get the younger. So, yeah, I think I'm gonna just pay. You go to your fucking favorite moldy fucking bar, man. They'll probably get it. I'll get it no matter what. I'm like I'm not worried about that. But it's cool to mm. it's cool to get it at the at the gala. Uh oh. oh oh actually yeah Donna so Donna did remake yeah that's another fucking good one so Warrior Frello was talking about Zack Snyder when he did Donna the Dead remake that was good but it's definitely not his best way it's good so that's to me that reminds me that Zack Snyder can can be really good and like I said out of his really good work Watchmen's his best the top three definitely uh Donna the Dead uh Donna the Dead remake three hundred and Watchmen Watchmen being number one um. Uh, what's the other one I was gonna say? Uh, I can't. Oh, actually, uh, the 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 one with the dead people, uh, the fucking zombies in Vegas one. That was actually pretty cool. It's not his best work, but it's definitely fun. It's a fun one to watch. That's also a Netflix one. The prequel's really good too. I don't think he directed the prequel, but the prequel's fucking pretty badass. It's with a fucking heist. I think it's Heist of the Dead or some shit like that. Uh, those are pretty good films to watch. Those are good, but they're not his best work. For sure. All right, moving on. I don't like talking about Zack yeah. Snyder, but I guess we had to. Yeah, we had uh, to. What else? Oh, did you watch Echo? Yes, I finished it last night. I finished it as well a couple days ago. Uh, what'd you think? That was pretty good. I was actually uh, kind of surprised. It's not as gory as I thought it was going to be, but there's definitely a good amount of blood. People get fucked up. They so. do. Um, I had to look it. I had to look it up with the uh, the actress because I didn't know if she was a real amputee, and yes, she is, and she really is uh, is deaf. So I was like, all right, like they really went like for real, for real with diversity on this. Oh, one. Yeah. So well, you're you're missing the other one. She's also native. Yeah, so she's, she's native. native. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's native. She's an amputee, and she's really deaf, and she beats ass. So and she has she apparently studied real life martial arts because she'd be whooping ass in that fucking show. So. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm probably gonna fuck up her name. It's uh, Alakwa Cox. Last name is easy. Sure. I have no idea how to. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce her fucking first name. I, I don't know how it's pronounced, but I, uh, your guess is as good as mine. I'll leave it as that. Yeah, like a long time ago, what, there was like a really good. Uh, so what was the guy's name? Uh, w. Kamal Bell. He used to do a podcast oh. that was really good, um, and he had on somebody. That um, 
that talked about diversity between like uh, able-bodied people in Hollywood and how uh, why why do we cast like people that are able-bodied to do disabled jobs when you have disabled people that can act too? And I was like, mm-hmm. oh. like I never thought about that before. Like, how can you, you know, never thought that, about that? No, yeah. at the time, no. I was like, I, I never uh, even thought about it. So I was like, all uh, right. Well, and so yeah, I was gonna say go yeah. There, so I don't know if you know. Just quick interruption. Uh, the whole thing about um, li- the little people argument. So like uh, what George Lucas used to do back in the day, he hired little people to be Ewoks. So there are actors who could, but they're adults that could do, do the work instead of like back then when you had CGI to shrink people. Now we do, <laughs> yeah. and, but yet we have they have a guild of actors that are like legit dwarves. But apparently that's still the clinical name, dwarves and little people. That was the first time about the whole able body argument that I saw years ago pop up. Anyway. Yeah, I just I, I thought it was. I thought it was an interesting argument that I never heard at the time. Um, and then now seeing it with, with this actress and she does a really good job. Like um, I thought it, I thought it was really cool. And like they started upgrading like her leg and like, it looked really dope. Um, the way the design that they came up with, uh, I thought it was really cool that the way they were using ASL. Cause I, I still know some ASL uh, so I could pick up on some of the stuff. Uh, the action scenes were, were pretty good. Uh, it was cool to see Daredevil come back. I, I loved how, they use this series as kind of like a stitching point between uh, the Defenders universe and the rest of the MCU um, with this, because she was, you know, you first see Echo and Hawkeye. And so that ties in the MCU. And now you see like, you know, uh, Daredevil in it. We haven't seen it like forever uh, with Charlie Cox um, in this. I thought that was really cool. So now we for sure are going to see like all these things kind of blending together and, yeah, and like getting to like her her native uh, her native roots uh, was was really cool. Uh, and I know that there's like another I'll talk about it in a little bit, but in uh, what if there's another uh, Native American story that was told with a whole new character, Kohi, uh, that is really cool as well. So I'm glad that they're that they're doing this. I know like I read some comments online. They're like, oh, I don't want to see all this, you know, Native American mumbo jumbo. I'm like, but you got no problem with Thor, like and all his like. Norse mumbo jumbo like what are you talking about like they they've they've Marvel has taken liberties with like pretty much every ethnic group and um you know different sorts of mythologies within those groups you know from the jump so don't sit there and complain that you know Native Americans from a new person's perspective is is just now you know seeing this because they've had other you know Native superheroes before like uh what was that guy with the the, the two big ass knives He's part of the Weapon X program. I don't think his name is Tomahawk, but it's something like that. I'm pretty sure one of them, either in DC, it might be Tomahawk, but yeah. oh, he's the the. There's a was it Thunderbird? Something he's an like X Men. Yeah, Thunderbird's an X Men because uh, he if well we talked to them. We talked to the cast of uh, fucking. Um, it is Thunder. Uh, uh, James Proudstar, Thunderbird. Yeah. Yeah, Proudstar. Yeah, James Proudstar, but he's Thunderbird. So we talked to the cast of The Gifted, which was on Fox. So he was a native person even though i don't i'm not sure if the actor was native he might have been hispanic but um i don't know if well, you got the chance to I ask mean, him hispanic people are native so i know people don't like to hear that but they're native to the west coast i mean <laughs> yes if, if you live west of the mississippi like someone pointed out on twitter that like <laughs> a lot of these people are like uh they're like native deniers they're like oh when the people got here, they were like eating each other and they're at war. Like, why people brought them 
culture and um, civility, something along those lines. Like, no, like, dude, even though white people came here, guess what? They went to war with fucking other white people across the sea. So <laughs> they're trying to break break free of their uh, rule of the monarchy, and they went to war. And then uh, on top of that, the people that were here already, even though people claimed there weren't people here for some weird revisionist history reason, they taught them how to use and cultivate the land, even though they didn't necessarily get along with each other's tribes. And then if you look at the states, <clears throat> someone pointed out like a lot of the states' names like Utah, Iowa, California, California, Michigan. those are not, <laughs> those are not American names. Those are not British names, not at all. Uh, those are not British names at all. Um, some of your cities, like Cheyenne. I mean, I know that Cyan is a color, but Cheyenne, I guess the big spell, the C-H-E-N-N-Y-E-N-E, however you spell Cheyenne, that, those are not British names. Um, a lot of them are named after either natives. Most of the fucking, like, <laughs> I was looking at an old Tommy Davis, uh, Tommy Davidson, Stand up. He's talking about all the cities in California, all the big ones: San Francisco, San Diego, uh, San Los Jose. Angeles, <laughs> San Jose. Those are not British names. Those are all Mexican names. They're named well, after Mexican saints. Oh, let's be. <laughs> yeah. So hold on. Let's be clear here, though. They're not. We'll say they're Mexican, but it's not. Yes and no. They're Spanish names, which is from Spanish Spain. Names. Okay. Yes. So yes, this I'm, is something uh, I misspoke. Yeah. This they're after Spanish because they're Spanish colonized. Yeah. They're Spanish saints. And that's something that I had but to realize. Some of those saints were never even set foot on the land here, but they named their cities after them. Right. But hold on, real quick. Like something I had to realize when I started learning Spanish is that Spanish is in in Mexico. It's a it's a colonizer language. Like they lost their language, just the same way that we lost our language. They were replaced mm -hmm. by English. They lost their language and was replaced by Spanish. So, oh yeah, because they were conquered. Yeah. All those natives there. I mean, their their structures are still there. All the pyramids and stuff, the Incans, the Mayans, but their their culture was assimilated to where they all speak Spanish from Spain. There is no, I mean, even though people, I've actually heard people say this. They say I don't speak Mexican. Yeah. There is no Mexican fucking language. Uh, the the language of Mexico is Spanish, but still, very strange how people view the world. It's so narrow and small, in my mind. But still, um, but going back to uh, Echo, um, it's funny because she's in Oklahoma. I was wondering for the longest time what the fuck they were in. They're in Oklahoma on oh. the reservation. Yeah, and I was like, what the fuck? It's very cool. Because I saw, I saw like one review saying that it does it, it talks too much about Hawkeye. Like only the first two episodes kind of focus a lot on Hawkeye. Everything else is all about her yeah. and her trauma. Because she's literally pissed off for like four episodes. Like she's super pissed off about every she was lied to. Her family was murdered, and she's extra pissed off. And then she has to do a family drama while trying to get revenge. I'm like, what the fuck? There's a lot of shit, a lot of shit going on. But she's also doing like spy shit, <laughs> even yeah. though she's not spy. It was like freaking crazy. Like when she had, had her cousin get her all the shit. Like, what the fuck is all this shit? And then she hijacks a train. Yeah. I'm like what the fuck? I was like, what the fuck? Oh she's shit! Like, it. Yeah, she totally MacGyver added literally household shit except for the camera. 
Even though you can buy that's, that shit from Amazon. That, no, that's household. Because yeah, I, I used to, I used one in my car. <laughs> so. so there you go. Household shit. She fucking uses shit you can buy at the fucking store, and fucking high decks a fucking train with it. And it's fucking awesome. It's a fucking awesome scene. And then, like you don't know what the fuck she's doing until like later on in the episode. And I'm like, holy shit, that's fucking badass. I thought it was badass. But too. yeah, it, what's cool though is like the scene, the ending scenes from Hawkeye are like memories for her. Because it sets off why she's doing what she's doing. Because, like, when we last see her in Hawkeye, uh, Clint Barton tells her about what the fuck happened. He's like, no, I didn't kill your dad. Like, someone, like, that's not what happened. Like, I was there, but I didn't do it. This is what happened. And he's like, you, he used your rage and your hurt and to do this stuff. And then, like, she used that again to try to set things right. And it still kind of blows up in her face a little bit, but then she manages to reconcile shit you know, with it, her family. It, yeah, it was crazy. Like when I was watching it, I was like, why didn't this dude just learn sign language? I'm like, he, Kingpin is really smart. Like, why didn't he just fucking learn sign language? And then he got like yeah. that that device that had her, that when he spoke, it would sign for him. That shit was wild. Yeah, was like, that was real. That was dope. I was like, honestly, that was, that was dope. Sick as fuck. But then I was like, honestly, he could have just learned ASL though. <laughs> and then like at he the could've... end. At the end, when she realized it, like, why didn't you learn like sign language? Why are you using like this? Yeah, tag? yeah, yeah. She literally did. Yeah, you're supposed to be family. If you love me like you say you do, you should have did this for me because her family that she didn't speak to since she was a kid, they all knew how to sign. I'm pretty sure it was because of her mother, but they all fucking signed. Yeah. And but the man who has a fucking criminal empire, he could have taken the sign to learn ASL or time to learn ASL, and he didn't. He knew a very little stuff. Because you see it in um, on Hawkeye, he can sign a little bit, but he still had people do shit for him. And it's funny because like, if they learn too much, he he uh, handled that shit. He did. <laughs> like right when he walked down the hallway, I was like, "Oh, that's plastic up." Yep, and she's gonna die. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know it's a plastic until afterwards. Oh, I noticed it right away. I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, uh, yeah I was like, "Is it?" I thought it was construction, and I didn't think it was plastic. I thought it was just like a, some kind of weird like. Right. Um, curtain or some shit? No, wait, was that plastic? Oh, shit. It was deconstruction <laughs> day on her brain matter. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking raw, dude. But I, I like the fact that this brought in, in five episodes, it brought in Echo's trauma. It tied in with the rest of Hawkeye and the rest of the MCU. We get to see Wilson Fisk again. Um, it was comic accurate because I didn't know. I didn't read Echo when growing I didn't know she even fucking existed. But apparently, this is a one of her big storylines. Is she shoots, she shoots Wilson Fisk in the fucking face, right in the eye, and in the comics, he gets his eye repaired over time. Like he gets reconstructive surgery. I think he gets like a donor, and they fix his eye. And so, so it looks like in, in the, the show, it looks like extremists. That's what it looked like to me. It looked like yeah. But let's not go there because Iron Man three <laughs> still pisses me off. That shit was not. <laughs> they could, they could fix it anyway. Fix it in post. No. They, no, I mean they could they fixed the Mandarin, so yeah. I guess. But extremists they fucked up royally. Anyway, starting to get heated here. <laughs> but Echo, I really like. Um, it did show some weird shit. Like I, I guess in the comics, there's some. If you haven't watched it, I mean it's been it's been out for like fucking weeks. But I guess in the comics she gets powers from the Phoenix Force, and this way they rewrote it to where it's like native power, kind of like power lines. I'm watching this shit and I'm thinking this is just like fucking power lines. Yeah. Sorry, Jimmy Robinson, but I wish you could. Wrote, I hopefully he wrote for this. So I don't know. It was a good so, book. Yeah. Too bad. I really okay. wanted issue four. I was looking forward to that shit. 
I literally was arguing with my fucking comic book dealer. I'm like, this said this out today. Why don't you fucking have it? He's all, dude, I'm sorry. Like, it didn't come out. It got canceled. No, you fucking lied to me. <laughs> He's snatching funny. him up. What but, the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I was pretty upset. I was looking forward to issue four, and and uh, yeah, it got canceled. I was fucking, and I was like, they had like a synopsis up online and everything. I was ready to buy issue four. And I was fucking pissed. But I enjoyed Echo. It's not the greatest. I'm not saying it's fucking like top notch, but it, for a limited five series uh, episode fucking shit, it's actually pretty good. Yes, it is TVMA because there is a lot of blood. People get fucking ended. Like, ended, ended like blood and shit, fucking shot in the face, shot in the back. Um, limbs kind of get cut off. People get stabbed. Like, what happens to Echo as a little girl you see is pretty graphic. So it's pretty fucked up. But it still works out. So I enjoyed it. I wonder if that comic's worth money now. Probably not. Power lines. What? Power lines? Probably not because it wasn't popular. I don't, you got to give it 10 more years. <laughs> 10 more years, that's just worth a fucking, fucking lot. I can probably buy a house in 10 years with that fucking money. Was, uh, power lines are so good. If you know what power lines is, it's a comic book written, about, um, written by Jimmy Robinson, if I'm. I'm Leave this Jimmy Robinson. Um, it takes place in the Bay Area. It is literally about um, uh, the area that used to be occupied by um, Native Americans. And like hundreds of years ago, they had this power that was like amongst them. And then like the power kind of like, I guess it didn't fade. It just wasn't used or talked about. But the ancestors or the, I'm sorry, the descendants of those who um, may still have it have like a portion of the power. And one of those persons is like this racist white woman who has Native American blood, an African-American kid who has Native American blood, an actual Native person. And the thing is, if you kill, if you're one of the people that contains these powers and you kill one of the other ones, you gain their power. And so this guy, the Native American, he knew about the powers and whatnot. He started killing people to gain power. And, and anyone that was in his way. And he was on his way looking for the two people to gain their power. So I could pretty... And that's just in three comics. It was yeah. the fucking setup. It was a good so. start, you know, but never got finished. It's just sad. Never got finished. It was back in like 2016. So, yeah. Yeah, it's fucking really good. But... Anyway, so yeah. It is what it is. Echo, Echo is pretty good. Um, I liked it. Uh, and then also, What If, when they did the Ka- Kahori line, uh, that was pretty mm-hmm. dope because they spoke in... Uh, I think it was... I, I don't know if the language is Mohawk, but I know the tribe was Mohawk. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's all, you know, subtitle, which I'm, I'm fine with. Uh, I prefer subtitles if given the option, unlike some people. Um, <laughs> but I thought it was really cool because I, I believe she is a new superhero. And she was uh, literally created just for the show. Yeah. So hopefully she gets a comic because I thought it was really cool. Basically, what if is kind of like uh if you never watched it it's basically like a it's a what if thing like you know what if you know wolverine had you know like hyperion's power or something like that or you know what mm-hmm. if he was a super soldier that's like that's like, that's like what if is like and they've always been really cool comics and it's really cool to see them get a second season um with the shows because they're they're loosely tied into the mcu um, because you know in in this second season i think it was even the first they had you know Peggy Carter is Captain America. She's Captain Carter. She's so she, Captain Carter. Yes, yeah, yeah. she ends up getting the Super Soldier Serum instead of uh, 
uh, Steve Rogers. And so that's kind of an ongoing thing. And this one, Kahori um, starts with uh, the Tesseract is shattered, or at least, I'm sorry, let me go back. It's Ragnarok happens and Surtur is attacking um, Odin. And during the attack, he basically destroys all of Valhalla. And but the Tesseract survives and it lands on Earth, kind of shattered, and it creates like a portal between like Earth and another plane of existence. And a lot of uh, Mohawk tribes people uh, go into like this cave, or, like this lake, and they get sucked into this other dimension. But when they go into this other dimension, um, they get superpowers, and everybody on the other side thinks that they're all dead. So when it starts with like people, like two kids finding it, and then their village gets destroyed by the conquistadors. And then they come back. One of them comes back to like fight the conquistadors and just like wreck shop. And like the rest of them decide to come follow. And it's, it's pretty dope to see. It's like, it's a really neat uh, interpretation. Did, did you watch that episode? Yeah. I did. I watched all of them. Okay. I finished that and then I started watching Echo. So I, I've been finishing a lot of shit recently, but it's pretty awesome. I the thing you. was that I thought that was a one off. And then you see Kaori later on and she learns English. So I was like, what the fuck? It's pretty awesome. Well, it's cool when she learned nice. Spanish, and she was just like, "Yeah, we're not gonna do that. You, oh, you know, peace, yeah. I'm just gonna, just, I'm just gonna smash you." Yeah, that's <laughs> just fucking crazy. Like, we can either live in peace, or we can utterly wipe you out. She literally says, "Like, we take you all out. You have yeah. no chance." So, no one's facing me this way. So, oh, bitch, guess what? I'm gonna lift you up, slam oh. your face in the ground. <laughs> I think it's really like, cool the way they're doing the uh, the what if, because even though it's supposed to be like kind of all one off things, they're all like there's a cohesive storyline there between all of them because they're trying to gather up these certain heroes to do something, which I'm not at the end yet, so I'll be there soon. Oh, I was about to say, uh, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you, you you don't see, you don't run the end of Kohori. That's not the end of her story. You see more of her in more what if. Oh, wait, I mean, so. you know, Stephen Strange comes, like, you know, the semi-evil Stephen Strange comes at the at the end. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah, okay, I thought you said you weren't done. Yeah, well, I was, I was yeah. with the episode, but not with the whole series. Oh, yeah. Dr. Evil Steve Strange, he has some shit planned. And it's, fucking, it's actually pretty fucking cool. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? It's actually pretty cool to see what happens. But, um, yeah, you're you're literally one episode away from the end. Like, you have one more go. Oh, so. okay. Well, yeah, I'll get there. I was watching it with, yeah, uh, with so Kay. I she, that. she fell asleep. So, I mean, after after she watched oh, that when she needed to get some rest. Okay. Otherwise, I thought she was like, oh, this is boring. No, no, no. She liked it. She liked it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is a pretty interesting character. So, yeah, she, it's pretty interesting stuff that happens. Um, I'm looking forward to see Kahori live action. I'm wondering what's going to happen later on with this character. Maybe we, we may not see her live action, but you never know. Yeah. Who knows what the fuck could happen? Is there going to be a comic? Um, actually, I wonder because I heard it's something pretty, about it's it. It's pretty interesting seeing. About what? Comic. I heard something about Kohori being live action. No, they're going to make a comic out of oh. it. Oh, oh, that's fine. That's totally fine. Actually, I would prefer that actually, because her people take place in like the what the seventeen hundreds or something, fifteen hundreds, pretty pretty early on. Yeah. So, but but uh, when you see the last episode, you'll see you'll see what I mean. So <laughs> it's pretty interesting. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I'm trying to not fucking spoil shit, but still, the episode was pretty cool. The one thing that was weird to me, uh, I wasn't a huge fan, but like, it's still interesting to watch. Was like the whole um, 
King Arthur Avengers fucking shit. That's the one. That's just fucking yeah. crazy. I was like, yeah, I was like, what the fuck is this about? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's just it was very interesting seeing that shit. Like seeing like Robin Hood and like King the King of like you know England or whatnot, and they're all like you know they're all uh, Marvel characters. They're all like heroes and shit. It's pretty fucking crazy. It's pretty crazy stuff. Uh, I'm not. I wasn't a huge fan of it because I thought it was a little goofy, but the story storyline still holds up and it's still pretty cool. And like the person. They're the person that's kind of not like the others from like a more quote unquote present day, mm-hmm. you know, they're not from the MCU timeline. It works out pretty good. So, like, so. the What If series is actually one of K's favorite Marvel series. Okay, I can see why. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm looking forward to. I know it's more recent, because I guess they revived the What If in the comics. But there's one of the What Ifs is where um, what if Spider Man was Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. So he's like in his suit with the fucking cape and shit. I was like, what the fuck? I think he he also gains another power too. I think he gets the gauntlet, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Something like that. Someone in the chat let me know. I know he's like Spider Man super powerful in what if. They do it every he gains like, hell of power. Every few years they do what if. For what if? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like every few years. Yeah, I know that one. I know that one's pretty recent. So I'm also looking forward to Marvel Zombies, because that's that's the new spinoff that's coming out. I think later this year because I really liked the episodes from season one. That was really good, and uh, it was pretty fucking cool seeing fucking actual zombies and seeing like the heroes versus fucking zombies and what they do and like it's pretty fucking cool. So apparently they made a whole series out of that shit, and it's supposed to be out later on. I think this year, I think towards the end of the year. So I'm looking forward to that shit. So all right, all right. Well, I think uh, I think we're good for now. What do you think? Sure. Um. I need to talk about something before we. So, uh, I don't know if you and Kay were talking about this or if you watched it or not, but I watched it. A lot of people were kind of weird about it. I think, um, I don't know if it was Warrior Fella or B-Boy. It was, the movie was Leave the World Behind. I have not watched that. Yeah, so it's on Netflix. And it's based off a book. So I didn't know it was a fucking book. Yeah, I uh, I heard about it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 it was weird. So I'm watching it, and I'm like, this feels very familiar to me. I'm like, why does this feel familiar? Like, why is this tone, the way it's kind of shot, the way I'm like, and it just ingesting this, like it feels fucking really familiar. Like, even though the story is new, semi new, I guess. But it felt familiar, and I went and saw at the end of the beginning of the credits that it's directed by Sam Ismail. You know oh, who that is? Okay. That is the that is yeah. the writer, creator, and director, or one of the directors of Mr. Robot. So when you watch the film, and if you see Mr. Robot, it will feel it feels like it's part of the Mr. Robot universe, even though it's not. It could very, very much will could be the way that it's. It's shot, directed, like it feels like I'm watching Mr. Robot the movie, and like part of it is like a um, an offshoot of when like uh, Elliot and um, Flux Society or F Society when they dropped the when they basically shut down the stock market and reset the world type shit. It feels like this is what happens when people were kind of cut off 
in their own little private Idaho, private island type, type thing. Like what would happen if all of a sudden all of your devices just stopped working? Like they like they could turn on, but you couldn't use the internet. You couldn't use your radio. You couldn't use your phone. Um, you couldn't use like uh, anything to communicate to the outside world. Anything that you had, even satellite phone. Like a satellite phone gave you nothing. Uh, so imagine if you're stuck in this world and you're on like a small like vacation island. That's 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 the premise of the movie, pretty much. Like you don't have information, everything's misdirected, you don't know what the fuck. All of a sudden everyone is like kind of a like suspect in a way. Like everyone's like suspicious of each other. Like, you know, because everyone's just meeting each other. The way it, the movie starts. Um Julia Roberts and Ethan Hawke and their their kids, they uh rent a vacation home. They're chilling and shit, and like uh, that night, uh, Mashala Ali and his daughter show up, and they're like, "Hey, you guys rented this house from us. Um, this is my house, and we kind of want to spend the night here because we're too far away from civilization, and nothing worked out there. We're like, everything's backed up. Can we stay with you guys?" And it turns into this like weird back and forth where Julia Roberts turns into a Karen, pretty much. So you know, he has to prove that it's his house. And even though when he does, she's still suspicious. And all the while, because they can't communicate, they start going through all these theories of what could happen, you know, and like things start to happen around that island. Like um, they're trying to get information from town, getting to town uh, is blocked off because like all these Teslas block off the road because they're, they're all on autopilot. And someone took control of them, and they all fucking crashed into each other, filling the entire on-ramp all the way to, like, to the city or to, like, the town. So that's just one area. I don't want to give too much away, but if you liked Mr. Robot, like uh, we did on the cast, this is kind of a must-watch, I would say. Uh, damn. Uh, Steve in the chat, he's saying it's a horrible movie. <laughs> yeah, okay. So it I understand. Doesn't have, it doesn't have good reviews. Yeah, it doesn't have good reviews. So the way the movie ends... It's kind of abruptly because you don't get you don't really get resolution. You do get like information, but it's still kind of it's still kind of like speculative. You know, it's because they're still cut off. But I'm saying if you're if you are a fan of Mr. Robot, this is one of the movies that you should probably watch. If you didn't really like, because I know people that didn't like Mr. Robot because they didn't get it. If you didn't like Mr. Robot, you just didn't get it. This this movie is not for you. And the book, I guess this ends kind of like the book does, I guess, but it ends without a real resolution. It leaves you with more questions than answers and kind of, kind of, sort of. I mean, it's kind of spelled out like in a what-if scenario, and it seems, everything seems to line up in this what-if scenario, but like in the end, it, it does kind of end abruptly. So I get why people don't like that shit. So, okay. but... But like I said, if you are Mr. Robot, yeah, yes, lots of Mr. Robot Easter eggs in that movie. As Zora was talking about, yes, there is. That's why I really liked it. Like, it seems very plausible that it could happen in real life, especially if you're cut off. Um, it looks like this could be potentially, um, like I said, a spinoff of Mr. Robot, but not really because it's based off a book that had nothing to do with Mr. Mr. Robot. But I enjoyed the film. If you have Netflix subscription, it's worth a watch. There you go. All right. There you go. All right, why don't you uh, 
What do you got going on this weekend? Uh, nothing much really. Uh, it's probably going to rain up here in the Bay. So I'm probably just going to stay in and, uh, game. Uh, we've been playing a lot of zombies, but we didn't switch it out last night. That was kind of my fault because we're running, we're run, I was running behind. We're going to try to put up some of our stuff that we found out about fucking, uh, Mar or, uh not Marvel zombies, <laughs> call of duty zombies. Uh, we're going to try to put some of the information on Twitch for you guys. Um, uh yeah, I just guess that's kind of it. I don't have anything planned until like later on. All right. Yeah. I am going to. We're gonna have to dog sit a dog, um, for about a week because my mother in law is going to, I believe it's Cancun. So good on her. She just got over COVID, so, <laughs> uh, which is wow. good, just in time for vacation. So, uh, he is a he's a a very poor. Not I won't say poorly. He's he's a. What do you call he's him? fat. I mean, he's, he's fat. He's he's big for uh, what kind of dog is he? I forget the fucking. He's a corgi. Sorry, he, I, kept, oh, I, I kept thinking yeah, corgis, of yeah, corgis seem to get fat really quickly. I kept thinking Their of little a little belly drop dragging on the ground. I kept thinking of a badger because like when I try to walk him, he's like a badger. Like he'll just try to like drag me, and I just stop and just like make him wait for me. <laughs> mm. But yeah, he's a uh, kind of excitable uh, corgi. I remember when he was a little puppy, but now he's much bigger. So, yeah, got to get used mm. to having a dog. And he sheds a lot, so that's going to be fun. Luckily, oh, yeah. I'm not allergic mm. to dogs, so, yeah, we'll, we'll have some fun. Mm. Mm -mm. Uh, other than that, I'm, I'm definitely I'm definitely allergic to dogs. Oh, yeah, you cannot be around him for any length of time. Like, I also I can't, well, wear, can't wear black for a week. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, so, I mean, I, actually, I misspoke. I'm not definitely allergic. As long as I get some Benadryl on me, I'm fine. Yeah. Well, it's still so, allergic, but though. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. If I'm around for too long, I'll start to react. And the reactions are are three different like starters. They're not always the same. So I think it depends on how much fucking dog dander there is or fucking pet dander. Because when people have dogs and cats, it's fucking terrible. Yeah, it's going to be a lot. Fuck? It's cause like yeah, every time we got hardwood floors, you can see like just piles and piles of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just yeah. some Benadryl. And I'm, I'm usually one pill of Benadryl lasts me for fucking the whole night, wow. which is fine. So without Benadryl or um, Claritin, without any of these, like I'm fucking, I'm hating it. And I will, I will leave, I will leave the venue. Like, you know what? Like, I can't deal with this. My face is fucking. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else? For, uh, last thing for me is what else? So I'm just doing jujitsu, other stuff. Um, shout out to the VA for uh, paying me back all my closing costs. That was dope. So yeah, the VA disability benefits have come through in spades thus far, even though I'm still going to fight for more. Um, it was nice to get a surprise letter in the mail being like, hey, we saw that you applied for disability and you just bought a house. Um, here's all your closing costs back, which is a pretty significant amount of money if you ever bought a house before. So <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was nice. Helped me pay down some debt and, uh, and do some other things. I bought some appliances. So yeah, some nice new appliances. Uh, all right, old ninja, take us out of here. <laughs> I'm still reading the hate for uh, leave the war behind, but anyway, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, you just experienced Black and Black Sun Trinity. Uh, we're doing a two man show again, two weeks in a row. So, holding it down for y'all. Uh, check us out anywhere and everywhere with B's and BTHANBTI. Uh, anywhere you consume your podcast, just know that on uh, Wednesdays, 8 30 ish time. Um, 
Pacific Standard Time or Pacific Time, whatever. Uh, we go live on YouTube. So uh, you can email us at be the BeTheMeTIGmail.com. Uh, we have a Discord server. You can email us when you want to go in. Um, I've been seeing some questions in the emails, I think. Uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, oh, our official website, BenHeadProduction.com, for slash BTI. All right. Is that it? Is that it? I think so. Is that it? Oh, we're on the new thing. What's the new thing? The blue, the blue sky. Whatever. Yeah, there we go. There we go. All right, brother's bitch. Peace. Yet many questions remain unanswered.